everybody, and welcome to this episode of Disney Planning Insights. In today's episode, Matt and I are going to work you through the other part of Hollywood Studios. So if you've come to this video first, make sure to go back to our YouTube channel or Anchor or Spotify or whatever you're listening on and find part one where we detail how to get to the park, how to get through security, and what you're going to find as you head up and to the right of the areas of the park. This is Disney Planning Insights. Today, we're going to go ahead and start, and now we're going to be walking right up that main boulevard as you come into Hollywood Studios, but instead of heading straight towards the Chinese Theater or towards the right down Sunset, we're actually going to turn to the left, and the first road you find to the left as you move your way up is called Vine Street. Matt's going to go ahead and talk us through what we're going to find on Vine Street and the area known as Echo Lake. Take it away, Matt. So as Peter said, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to go over to Echo Lake. Echo Lake's a great area just because it's got a, a couple of really good restaurants and a couple of really good shows. So as you get to the corner of Hollywood and Vine is the restaurant Hollywood and Vine. This is a great character dining meal. Um, right now it's family style with some entree options. So family style uh, appetizer, entree for each person, family style dessert. The nice thing about Hollywood and Vine is you get your Fab Five characters, but depending on the season, they're wearing different outfits. So throughout the year, you get four different sets of characters, basically, for this meal. Now, when they bring back the Disney Junior Play and Dine for breakfast, not only do you get your Fab Five for lunch and dinner, but you also get the Disney Junior characters, Princess Sophia, um, Handy Manny, Racer Goofy, and a lot of different friends for breakfast as well, which is a really cool add to that restaurant. Next to Hollywood and Vine is the 50s Primetime Diner. And that is a nice little, kind of like comfort food restaurant. You got your fried chicken, you got your pot roast, stuff like that. Um, and just a really nice, if you can't get any other reservation at Hollywood Studios, you can probably get a reservation there. As we move to the shows, you've got two really good shows. You've got the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, which is actually starred by one of Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford's stunt doubles in the movies. And then the other show is the Frozen Sing-Along. And that is just a great, fun, just funny history of Arendelle is really the best way to put it. Um, you got a couple of historians and they kind of bumble through the whole story and it's, it's, it's well worth the watch. And it's one of those places that you can escape the Florida sun as you get those hot days. Nice, big, air-conditioned theater. Really, the only other thing there is the big dinosaur and you have an ice cream shop inside of it. Gertie's ice cream and great place to grab a cone, a bowl, and just chill out around Echo Lake, which is really cool during the holidays with all the overlays that they do on that. 
as we move past Echo Lake, we're going to get into a little area that's a transition um, kind of between Echo Lake and Grand Avenue called Commissary Lane. And Peter's going to talk about Commissary Lane. All right, so now that we know where to find the Indiana Stunt Spectacular and the Frozen Sing-Along, we're gonna continue walking past Echo Lake and we're gonna see that the path starts to narrow into more of a walkway. And on the right-hand side, we're gonna find a couple of things depending on what they're currently offering. The first one is a special Mickey and Minnie cartoon and if you're familiar with the new cartoons on Disney then basically what this is is it's a unique introduction and then a bunch of clips of all the travel scenes that Mickey and Minnie go on in the new Mickey and uh, the new Mickey and Minnie classic cartoons and so it's a pretty interesting show and if your kids are a fan of that you're gonna want to go check that out because it's a really really nice aspect and we, again we get to escape the Florida Sun for just a little bit to go watch that show there's also a potentially an Olaf meet and greet back there if you kind of got, go around to the side of that building. So now we're going to continue walking up that pathway and to the left hand side we're going to see a little bit of a hat tip to an old classic attraction called the Backlot Express. And for those that have been going to Hollywood Studios for long times, decades even, you'll remember that there used to be a little tram ride back there that would take you through movie memorabilia. Well now Backlot Express is a quick service restaurant, and if you go into this large building, what you're going to find is an okay menu. I'm not going to lie to our viewers. I'm going to say that it's a decent menu, but what you do get is you get the ambience and the atmosphere of a lot of those old movie replicas that are sitting around, taped to the, you know, stuck to the wall, hung from the ceiling, and all of that good stuff. There's a lot of stuff from that old tram ride that a lot of people used to love. As we continue around to the right, we're going to find some Star Wars things that have crept their way out of Galaxy's Edge, or more accurately stated, were there from the very beginning. You're going to find a little stage, and on that stage is where the Trials of the Temple show is going to occur at regular intervals throughout the day. If you want to see your kid dressed up like a Jedi battling some Sith, then what you're going to want to do is on first arrival to the park in the morning, you're going to go just to the left of the Indiana Stunt Spectacular, so just past 50's primetime, just to the left of Indiana Jones, you're going to find a little hidden area, and that's where you can sign your little Padawan up to take on the Trials of the Temple. A wonderful show, especially for you Star Wars fans out there that want to see your kiddos have an amazing, unique experience. Immediately to the right of the stage, you are going to find Star Tours and a massive AT-AT guarding the entrance and sort of a forests of Endor look as you start to walk your way into the queue line. Um, fantastic theming in it and the ride itself is a four-dimensional, three-dimensional experience. Um, you have 3D glasses and you're in a motion simulator and depending on which one loads, what's really great about Star Tours is the introduction is always the same, the exit is normally the same, because they like to land you in Batuu now, but the middle part 
is just a series of random assortments of clips that kind of get grabbed to put together a unique ride experience. So you can ride Star Tours four, five, six, seven times and be getting different ride experiences. You might see some same scenes over again, but you'll get different ride experiences. And um, coming out of there is a really nice shop. And what a lot of people miss in that shop is that you can do a smaller lightsaber build with little plastic pieces that run about $30 to $40 depending on what pieces you put on versus the $200 experience waiting for you over in Galaxy's Edge. So don't forget about that. Now we're starting to head around the corner and what we're going to find as we head around that corner is sort of a little T intersection. So let's talk a little bit about that road known as Commissary Lane. If you go up to the Chinese theater and take a left just before it, you're going to find the other side of that little road. So let's talk about what's on that road. First of all, there's the ABC Commissary, which is one of the largest quick service restaurants in Hollywood Studios. And I used to not care a lot about ABC Commissary, but they completely redesigned their menu with some wraps, sandwiches, and power bowls. And now it's a very, very good place to eat if you're looking for something on those days at Hollywood Studios. Past ABC Commissary, to our left, we have Mickey and Minnie's Red Carpet Dreams, which is really just a meet and greet for fancy Mickey and Minnie. And over to the right, we have a fan favorite, the Sci-Fi Drive-In Restaurant. Essentially a burger and chicken sandwich joint. Um, the unique thing about this is you're gonna sit down in an old style 60s, 70s sedan convertible and you're going to have your dinner while looking at a bunch of clips from old time black and white scary movies. Not too scary that you have to worry so much about the kids but there may be a couple of scenes where they might feel a little bit uncomfortable so be aware if you have really little youngsters maybe skip that until they're in their late single years or maybe even up into their preteen years. Right past sci-fi is one of my favorite hidden gems for Hollywood Studios, and it's called Baseline Tap House. Baseline Tap House has a couple of items, including a giant pretzel and a charcuterie board. And in addition to that, they have about 10 to 12 different things on tap, and you can get them in pint size, or you can get the big ones, and you can also get flights of these various offerings. Baseline Tap House, if you are going with a group of older individuals, especially if they're all over 21, is an essential part to a trip to Hollywood Studios in my mind. Sit down, have a couple of drinks, take a load off, and enjoy the very relaxing atmosphere of the patio at Baseline. It's sure to delight those, especially if everybody in your group is a little bit older. All right, well that handles Commissary Lane, so now what we're going to see if we head past that T intersection is we're going to see a red brick archway that's going to lead us into uh, kind of a unique little area that you don't want to miss. And Matt's going to go ahead and talk to us about that area. All right, as you come through that brick archway now, you're going to see a fountain of Miss Piggy, and that means that you've entered the Grand Avenue area. To your left is gonna be a really nice, kinda of hidden bathroom and Pizza Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo is a quick service restaurant, serves wrap pizza as you would expect from Rizzo. And uh, really another good place to kinda of just grab a quick meal, 
and, and sit down in the air conditioning. To the right, you're going to find Muppets 3D. Muppets 3D is in the fashion of like the Philhar Magic over at Magic Kingdom. Um, you get your 3D glasses, there's some interactive parts within that film, um, not only with the 3D, but also with animatronics and stuff like that, which is really, really, it, it's a little fun show. Um, as you make your way back around the corner, you're going to find a couple of little shops. One's going to be very dedicated to the Muppets, so if you are a Muppets fan, you definitely want to check that out. The other one is a little Christmas shop um, that always has the cool little Disney ornaments, the big Mickey heads, and that kind of stuff. So really another really cool place to find back, kind of hidden off of the, the main path. And then the last thing that you're going to find back there is Mama Melrose. Mama Melrose is a great little Italian diner that doesn't just have spaghetti and meatballs. It really attacks like all of Italian fare and gives you a lot of options um, outside of your normal just pasta with red sauce. Another nice thing about Mama Melrose, and it's something we kind of touched on in the first video, is two of the restaurants that we're talking about today also work with that phantasmic dining package when they bring it back. And basically what that means is you have a menu that's special to this package and you get VIP seating to the Fantasmic show that night. So it's definitely something if you're working off of a dining plan or if you're planning to see Fantasmic for the first, fifth, hundredth time and want those great seats there in the middle, something that you can do and not have to use a fast pass or get there super early to, to have a good seat. Now, once you get out of this area, we're gonna come back to the front of the area and you're gonna see this huge stone archway. And you really can't see what's behind it. And it's for good reason, because you're going into Galaxy's Edge. And basically what you're doing is you're going off planet. And since this is Peter's favorite area of this park, I'm gonna let him take it. All right, so as Matt said, we are now moving through a big stone archway that leads into a tunnel. And as you move your way into that tunnel, exactly what Matt says, we're gonna see Earth disappear and we're gonna see Black Spire Outpost on the planet of Batu come into view. And as we start to walk up there, the first thing that I want you to do as you head into Galaxy's Edge is immerse yourself. With all of the scenery and the attention to detail that Imagineers put into this land, it is very easy to lose sight of the fact that you are still on Earth as the X-Wing, TIE Fighter, cargo ships fly overhead. You'll catch yourself looking up for it even though you know for sure that those ships don't exist and that they aren't flying overhead. So let yourself kind of be lost in the imagination and whimsy that it is to visit Black Spire Outpost. Now, let's go ahead and talk about some things you can do in Black Spire Outpost, starting with the rides. First, Rise of the Resistance, 7 a.m. boarding group, if you miss your opportunity there, 1 p.m. is your shot at redemption. When your boarding group gets called, you're going to head to Rise of the Resistance. And as you head in through that stone archway, that's the first thing you're going to find on the left-hand side. You're going to find sort of a basically what looks like an entryway to an old abandoned rebel outpost, but don't worry, it's not abandoned. It's still a secret base for 
the resistance. You're gonna head in, and I don't wanna steal too much of it, so if you're really interested, Matt and I do have a ride point of view video, and you are welcome to go watch that. But I'm not gonna steal too much of that today explaining Rise of the Resistance, other than saying it is a massive, immersive entertainment experience. Absolutely fantastic. Heading past Rise of the Resistance, we're going to start finding our way towards the, the heart of Black Spire Outpost, which is also, again, very interesting because that outpost is sort of out of the way. When you get into town, you're going to find a whole bunch of stuff just kind of chunked right in this relatively small area. So let's go ahead and take the pathway to the outside and talk about what we're going to find as we head down that way. As we head down to the right, we're going to find a couple of little drink stands. We're going to find an area where Ray and Chewbacca and sometimes stormtroopers will kind of do a little show up to the right. And we're ultimately going to wrap our way around that street. We're going to see up to the right will take us to Toy Story Land, kind of a back entrance in and out of this Galaxy's Edge area. And we're going to kind of head through the actual streets of Black Spire Outpost. Heading in, we're going to find the milk stand to our left where we can enjoy our blue and green milk. Absolutely great experience. And as we continue to head forward, we're going to find Oga's Cantina on the right. Very, very important if you are interested in Oga's Cantina that you jump on those reservations just the first chance that you can get. Oga's Cantina is full of unique concoctions, some alcoholic and some non-alcoholic, and a couple of food items there as well. And they are expanding that food menu as they've recently added these little bite-sized platters and charcuterie board in there so that you can enjoy a little bit more than just drinks. Your time is still measured though and you have about 45 minutes to enjoy your time. So make sure when you get there you don't waffle on the menu decisions for too long and you get them going. Heading past Oga's Cantina, we just have a couple more things to note. First of all, straight ahead, you're going to find a life-size model replica of the Millennium Falcon. And straight past the Millennium Falcon, you're going to find the entrance to Smuggler's Run, a wonderful ride where you're going to walk through the hangar area and ultimately board and get in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Two individuals are pilots, two individuals are gunners, and the back two individuals are engineers. So six people are going to sit in your own bucket style seat as the pilots fly the ship. The gunners are going to take care of TIE fighters and shooting the cargo off of the train you're ambushing. And the engineers are going to be responsible for firing harpoons and taking care of all the damage that the pilots cause. An absolutely amazing immersive ride. It is so fantastic and I encourage you ride it time and time again. And if there's a specific role you're looking for, don't feel too guilty asking the cast members to make that dream a reality as they are in the business for sure of making your dreams come true. And it is cool to experience all the different roles in Millennium Falcon. 
As you come out of Millennium Falcon, you're gonna find a ramp way up to the right, or if you go just a little bit of ways, you'll find some stairs that take you up to Docking Bay 7. As you head into Docking Bay 7, you're going to find a quick service restaurant full of unique menu items that you just don't find anywhere else. Even though it's essentially a chicken finger and mac and cheese or buttered noodles, it sure as heck doesn't look like chicken finger and mac and cheese that you're going to get here on earth. There's also essentially what results in a pot roast and some other dishes there as well, along with some unique beers and other drinks to enjoy if you're looking for non-alcoholic offerings. So a wonderful dining experience, becoming one of my favorites, heading to Docking Bay 7 is a really, really important part of my day at Hollywood Studios. One last quick service restaurant to bring your attention to is called Ronto Roasters. Coming out of the marketplace and towards the Millennium Falcon in the upper area, you're going to find Ronto Roasters. And it's really funny because they have a pod racer engine acting as the rotisserie as the meat spins around. So unique scenery. And basically what you have here is some wraps and some kebabs and again some places to grab some some libations whether they be alcoholic or non-alcoholic so enjoy all of the unique culinary experiences and the two fantastic rides at galaxy's edge in hollywood studios now towards the later part of this i did mention the marketplace but i'm going to go ahead and bring matt back as we talk about the unique shopping experiences that you can have here in galaxy's edge all right, so I'm back. We're going to talk about a little bit of shopping, a couple of cool experiences, and some photo opportunities here in this segment about Galaxy's Edge. So Peter's going to start with the marketplace area. So earlier, I talked about how we would head to the right, but as we head past our Rise of the Resistance, if you look to your left, you're going to find a little pathway that takes you up into the marketplace. Heading into the marketplace, you basically have about six or seven shops in in there and they all have their own unique theming to them there's one that sort of has collectibles and games another one where you can adopt critters don't worry they're just stuffed animals there's one where you can buy authentic garb whether it be Sith or Jedi you can grab some robes full ray costumes and other things like that there's one that has just basically black spire outpost merchandise shirts keychains, magnets, and more things along those lines. And the last thing in there is a little popcorn stand where you can just grab some drinks and some popcorn. And I don't think I forgot any, and originally I said six or seven, but apparently it's just five as I worked my way through there. Heading past the marketplace, you'll find Ronto Roasters that I talked about previously. And through there, you're gonna find a couple of unique experiences, which Matt's gonna go ahead and talk about the first one of those now. Yeah, so the first experience is going to be the Droid Depot. And if you've ever, you know, dreamed of owning your own R unit or BB unit, this is the place for you. What you do is you sign up for a reservation and you get to go and build your own unit. Not only do you get to pick the colors, the unit, and you can mix and match. Basically, all the parts are on this huge conveyor belt and you just kind of pick them out as they come by and you build your unit. 
Then you go to a specialty stand where the a cast member will help you assemble this unit and bring it to life. And bringing it to life is really cool. And it's something that in these two experiences, they do really, really well. Because when you bring your droid to life, it's going to kind of babble and it's little electronic chatter. And it's really going to sound like it's coming to life. And these are remote control droid units. Uh, and it, they're just a lot of fun. And not only do you get to control them, they also have personalities. Not only will they interact with you and your remote control, they'll interact with other droids, they'll interact with scenery around Galaxy's Edge, and they'll interact with the BB-8 in the Star Wars launching bay area. So these are cool little items. The other thing that we're gonna talk about is price. The price of these units starts at about $70 just for the droid. You can do a package that comes with the droid, a backpack, and one of the personality chips for just over $100. The personality chips are usually on sale, so if you don't want to do the package, just go into the little shop next to the droid depot and you can get personality chips and also droid figurines and also a lot of different droid memorabilia. So a cool little area. The other one is the signature experience in Galaxy's Edge, and that's gonna be Savi's workshop. And Peter's gonna talk about that. All right, so coming out of Ronto Roasters, you go down the stairs, or if you're looking at Droid Depot, you look just to your left, and you'll find a little courtyard that on the outside doesn't look all that exciting. And that's on purpose. Again, a hat tip to the Imagineers who wanted to run the theming throughout. Because that is the location where you're going to check in for Savi's workshop. If you walk up or as the stormtroopers are walking by, you kind of are amazed and amused at the same time as the workers kind of act like there's nothing to see here and there's nothing going on. But then as you check in, you're going to choose one of four unique build types. Okay? And in those four unique build types, basically they just have different themes. So some of them are like more metallic. Some of them have metal and black. Some are like metal and gold. And one of them is elemental. So you have things like bones and horns and wood and type of things like that. So you're going to go up, you're going to choose your build type, one of those four, and then they're going to give you a little lanyard and a pin and stuff, and you're just going to kind of set out there. And in just a short time, somebody from inside the building is going to come out and bring you in to Savi's workshop. Now, if you want to see a full detailed Savi's workshop and what happens inside, make sure to check out our other podcast where we have live footage of parts of the show. And again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I will tell you it is a remarkable experience. The master builders not to take anything away from the Lego movie, but the, the master builders that are in there are full of experience and lore, a remarkable storytelling adventure as you ultimately craft your lightsaber. And just like that Droid Depot has that unique bring it to life moment, your lightsaber as well has a very unique, powerful bring it to life moment full of emotion and 
charge. It is a wonderful, wonderful experience. Now, we are gonna talk a little bit about the price and the lightsaber does weigh in at a hefty $220 in order to enjoy this experience. Now, for that, you get a very unique, fully capable lightsaber that are capable of those lightsaber duels. So you are getting a, a good, quality lightsaber that is capable for cosplay and other things along those lines. You are also getting a nice foam padded carrying case for taking it around Galaxy's Edge, Hollywood Studios, and ultimately your voyage home. So that is all included and bundled into that price, but it is a little bit hefty. Do I think it's worth it? Yes, I absolutely do think it's worth it. And I look forward to completing my final build. My family and I have three of the four. And the one that I'm missing is called Power and Control because it's black and silver and it's basically dark side. So I haven't brought myself to that one yet. I've got the other, the other three. It is a remarkable experience to save up the money for because I, I just can't put it into words. Go check out our other podcast if you'd like to see more. Coming up out of Sabi's, make sure what's in the bag if the Stormtrooper asks, it's just space junk. Coming up out of Sabi's, if you turn immediately to your right, you're going to find the Den of Antiquities. And in the Den of Antiquities, you're going to find replica lightsabers for some of your favorite characters, as well as a holocron of either the light or dark side and kyber crystals and what's great about the kyber crystals if you just went to Sabi's you had to pick your blade color well in the den of antiquities you can find all the other colored kyber crystals and just by sliding over your harness and putting in that new kyber crystal your blade color is going to change to that new color so really really cool to head into the den of antiquities and pick up some other colors for your lightsaber blade now, the last thing we want to talk about in Galaxy's Edge is photography, because there are some really, really amazing shots you won't get anywhere else on Earth. Like Peter said, Galaxy's Edge is one of the most photogenic parks, parts of any park in Walt Disney World. And that doesn't take away from any of the other parks, because there's great photo opportunities everywhere else. But Galaxy's Edge gives you some out-of-this-world photography and some cool stories behind some of the things that you're shooting. Not only do you have the full-size Millennium Falcon, you've also got a full-size replica of Kylo Ren's attack ship. You've got a full-size replica of an X-Wing that was used in The Mandalorian. Uh, there's just great things to shoot all around Galaxy's Edge. And then wait till night... Because all these people that bought their lightsabers at Savi's are going to congregate around the Millennium Falcon and around Kylo Ren's ship. And some cool long exposure shots with them swirling those things around are great photo-friendly pictures. So take some time and wait around after your late-night Oga's reservation and just walk through with your camera and take some really cool photos that you'll treasure for the rest of your life. So as you can see um, through both episodes, Hollywood Studios has a ton to do, especially when you're talking about getting up early to get that Rise of the Resistance boarding group and looking at the two new lands. You know, Hollywood Studios has probably had the biggest revitalization over the last, you know, six years of any park 
in Walt Disney World with the addition of not only Galaxy's Edge, but Toy Story Land. So thank you for watching. Definitely check out all of our social media accounts at DPI Podcast on Facebook, at PATM, uh, Disney Travel on Facebook as well, and the Disney Planning Insights Podcast on YouTube to check out all of our content. Thank you guys for watching, and you guys have a good day.